2: Better, then you're going to have to be able to see better. So join me on this journey of living our best lives and understanding and realizing how you are your greatest asset. Check this out. In January, I declare that my word for this year is abundance. See, I'm seeking exceedingly and abundantly, far more than what I could ever imagine for my life. See, that's what I think dreams are made of. That's why I think purpose is made up. And it's so interesting that when you aren't seeking a life of abundance, it seems as though that we're residing in a place of lack. And when I think of lack, I think of fear. When I think of lack, I think of insecurity. When I think of lack, I think of stress. And I say that because when there is lack, you're trying to hold on to something. When there is lack, you're trying to to stand still. See, when there is abundantly, just like a car, abundant with gas is going to move. Maybe when you don't have enough gas in your tank, you're not bound to go as far. And even when we talk about having abundance and faith in what we want and what we're seeking for our life, sometimes I think that we are afraid, more apprehensive to move forward or to seek more because you think right now at this moment is going to be as good as it gets. So that we get comfortable. But see, when you come from a mindset where you're seeking exceedingly and abundantly far more than what you could ever imagine, you know that if you got to this point, there's more to come. You actually have something to strive for, something to seek in your hands, your grasp, to hold on to your grip, something to keep you pushing. Now, it said clearly in Ephesians 3.20, if you are a Christian or if you follow the word, Now, all glory to God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far more than what you could ever imagine in your life. What do you imagine for your life? What do you see for your life? Is it a yes and? Are you receiving what you have right now or are you looking to build upon it? That's what abundance is. And that's what the flow is. And I think for each person out there that is seeking to live their best life, seek abundance. You need abundance. Abundance. It's a very large quantity. Abundance is also um, of joy. It's a fill me up. It's kind of like one of those things where people tell you that you wanna give from your overflow. See, when you're abundant in joy, when you're abundant in your energy, you have to give because you realize that you're not losing. You give because you realize that nothing is being taken away from you. You give because you know that you are the source. So to, to be abundant, what could you lack? Which could you fear? What could hold you back? Abundance with confidence, abundance with ambition, abundance with love, or abundant—that's what we ought to seek for. Abundance with ambition, being a having abundance with your purpose just a large quantity of something where you will not lose because you ain't got to lose. Not today. And if you think you got this far, and that's it, I'm telling you there's more to come. For don't stop yourself for what's right here right now. No, ma'am. No, sir. Not today. That's not what's promised on your life, I promise you. I promise you that you deserve more. And understanding that, understand that what you got right now, it may be good and you may can appreciate it, but it's okay to go after more. You're not the same person as you were yesterday. You're damn sure ain't the same person as you were last year, five years, 15 or 20 years from now. You are this new person right now and you're going to be a new thing tomorrow. So move with it and grow with it they say, say, lean with it and rock with it. Understanding that abundance is in your ebbs and flows. With everything in life, there's no need for you to fear of taking a chance because you know that abundant opportunities are coming your way. No need to fear about breaking up in that relationship. You think that you got, you met this dope person that another person isn't about to come? See, that's what you call abundance. See, you know that there's more to come. See, abundance is going to have you looking out for something extra. Abundance is going to have you waking up on the right foot. Abundance is going to have you leaning up on your back and saying to yourself, if you can look up, you can get up. Abundance is going to have you out here aspiring some folks. Abundance will have you living your best life on purpose and for a purpose. So I got a question for you. You got abundance? All right, Dan.
3: Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life.
2: Testing one, Ooh. two, three. <laughs>
3: Did y'all hear that bass to
2: it! <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it in
4: Detroit. What to do to die today at a minute or two till two? A thing distinctly hard to say, but hard still to do. For the beat to tattoo at 20 to two, a rat to tat to tat to to two. All right, we're good.
2: Betty bought her bosom butter. Boy, so she this butters bitter, butter, bitter, better, 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 better. So it was Betty bought her bosom butter better than her bitter butter to make her better, be- her bitter, better, better. Oh! Ooh. And And it used to be Peter Piper picked a pepper. No, Peter Piper. That's, that's no, which right, was that was it? right. That's Peter right. Piper picked a pepper. To pick a, pick pip.
4: That was always my downfall. Did you
2: ever do mosaic?
4: You know, mosaic is
2: a multicultural arts organization whose mission is to develop young performing artists through theatrical and musical training, and to provide high quality performances for audiences of all
4: ages. Yes, but they did not choose me.
2: Shut the front door.
4: So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's part of my mosaic. They they said no back in the day. So, you know, I went to Cast Tech. Got with Marilyn McCormick, you know what I'm saying, and Reader's Theater, PA Guild. And now the funny thing is, Full Circle MC runs Mosaic. Ah! (laughs) So I was actually just there a month ago um, in Detroit, and she was working with the kids. And I went by and just said, Yo, what's good? You know, and talked to them. So, Full Circle, man.
2: Wow, that's what I'm talking about with dreams. If if you're tuning in, you're listening, (laughs) you said, What the heck is going on? Well, you tuned in to the Vitamin D with Dawn Day podcast, people or person, you, um, and I have a very special guest. You've heard his voice, but let me give him the appropriate introduction, okay? The name is Jay Mallory McCree. He's an actor, a producer, and you know, he first produced a short film called Mr. Talented, which made its rounds in the Oscar qualifying festivals, garnering two HBO nominations, oh, where's that round of applause, for best short film Uh, McCree serves as head development for Resistor
4: Resistor Films
2: Resistor Films and is the founder of Moonchild Creative a multimedia production company based in Los Angeles, California a native in Detroit, Michigan What up, though? What up, though? Uh, um, And some of McCree's uh, most notable roles Uh, I saw him in uh, Them just so y'all know (laughs) but additional ones um, include Sekou Bahan on
4: Sekou Bah on Homeland
2: he said, yo, uh-huh. Secuba.
4: Secuba. Season, Season, yeah.
2: Season six of Homeland. Catch it. Uh, Charlie on Quantico and Cole in Marvel's Marvel's The Defenders. Uh other prominent projects include um Show Me a Hero, HBO. Yeah. yeah. The last ship. Yeah. Do you yeah. know Jocko Sims?
4: I you know what? I do. I do know Jocko. Uh we didn't get a chance to actually no, we had one scene together that whole time. So we we had one scene we overlapped and then I think he died in the towards the end. Oh, he did. He, he did. Spoiler: <laughs> My bad.
2: Jocko and I, believe it or not, Jocko, I met Jocko on my radio journey. What? Yeah, what? when I had see because I'm in the business of making dreams come true. And that's we're gonna talk about your yeah. dreams. I'm not gonna say way too much, but um, when I was hosting this show called Apollo Night LA, mm. I first started out doing a board. One day, they turned the a camera on. They were like, wow, you got an amazing voice. Next thing I know, they were like, Dawn, why don't you come and do a- entertainment news? Mm-hmm. And then I was like a late anchor. And his shout-out to his mom, Karen Sims. Okay. And the whole Apollo Night LA family. Okay. Guy Tory, okay. Arif S. Kinchin, Isabella. Um, can't forget the poetess over there at Morris Media Studios. Shout-out to Johnny Morris. Because without you, Johnny Morris, I wouldn't be right here right now. Hey, hey. Yeah. Let's get back to the introduction. So along with the last ship from nowhere, South by Southwest, 2016 Audience Award winner. And who are we now? Tiff?
4: Yes, that was Tiff.
2: And uh, Jay Mallory is currently starring on Freeform's hit new series, Good Trouble. (gasps) And I have to breathe. (laughs) Man. Very blessed,
4: man. Very blessed. Yes. They
2: say dreams don't work unless you do.
4: That's true. That's true. We, We doing a lot of work out here, man.
2: Welcome to my dream. Yes. Look at the space.
4: Oh, man.
2: I can't tell. You know, Vitamin D started underneath the comforter at 582 South St. Nicholas Avenue, mm. the corner of 140th and St. Nick, right by the ABC. All right, Harlem. Beach, All right Harlem, town. Harlem. What? Yeah, we know that language. Hello, somebody. Hey,
4: I started 154th and, and 8th. I mean, and Fred Doug, you, right, right next the ruck- to the Rucker <laughs> Park. Yeah. I had to leave there because somebody tried to break in my apartment. So um, then I moved to Brooklyn. So how's this
2: audio? Because he's leaning back. Can you hear oh. him, Je- Je- Jeremiah? Okay. okay I, just right, play, I mean, this chair is like long as they good. But isn't that amazing? How do yeah. you put these little seedlings in? But here's the thing: we talked about where the dream starts, right? Mm-hmm. The conception. But what does it feel like right now to live your dreams?
4: It it feels. It feels purposeful. It feels like this is what I I always knew. It feels like manifestation mm. in its purest form. You know, you have these dreams, and if you believe it enough, and as my mom always said, if you want it bad enough, you will get it. Gotcha. So it doesn't feel like a surprise. Come on. I always have to say that. It's not a surprise because I've done the work, and I've put the time in, the sacrifice, and so much more. And here it is manifested, and there's still so much more to do. Come on. Detroit kids.
2: Detroit kids. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Oh, you know, I got to always shout out to Detroit family, but you were sitting there looking good. I'm like, he talking. Let me put it on my chest. Hey. Um, no, but you're right. Yeah. You know, uh, Eric Thomas, you know, he's from Detroit too. What? Uh, I didn't know that. Eric Thomas, his name is E.T., but he has, he's a motivational speaker. He says a lot of inspiring uh, things, of course. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he says is that you have to want your dreams as bad as you want to breathe. Mm. He tells this phenomenal story about this young man this young man meets this guy he says he wants to be successful he said you want to be successful he said come on and join me I want you to meet me out on the beach at 6am in the morning and I'm going to teach you everything you know about being successful mm-hmm. so this young boy he gets up he gets suited and booted, he gets dressed because you know you got to be good on your first day you are going to meet a millionaire he's about to tell you how to get everything you want out of life you got to be ready he even gets there early, mm. so he goes out, stepping out on the beach. He sees the guys out there. The guys up there probably like doing some yoga, like stretching. You know, he's being patient, trying mm-hmm. to work it out. Like, okay, hey, Mister, <laughs> let's just call him Mister Man. Okay. Hey, Mister Man, I'm here. All right, cool. So, uh, he kind of waits for a minute. It's like, all right, cool. And again, he says, "Oh, come out here." So he looks at him, and mind you, this is Dawn Day's version. Don't be trying to come up in here thinking <laughs> you' about to get Eric Thomas. You want to get that? Go over there, okay. All right. So he comes up and um, he's like, come out here, you know, and he's sitting there waiting patiently. And he's like, all right, sir. So time is going on. Time is going on. And the young man is starting to get frustrated. So he's like, sir, you know, I came out here early in the morning. I'm dressed. I'm ready. Are you going to show me how to basically live my best life, get everything that I wanted and uh, live the life of my wildest dreams? He said, yes. So he said, come here. So now the brother is getting a little frustrated because he didn't got his suit on and now you got me stepping in water. Mm-hmm. But again, if somebody is saying the life that you want is right there in front of you, what would you not do? How could you not move forward? Okay, so like anyone else would, he moves forward. Mm-hmm. So he said, all right, Mr. Man, I came out here early. I've waited. Now my suit wet is wet. Now you said that you were going to teach me how to be successful. So the man, next thing you know, the man takes the the young man's hand and he douses it underwater. (gasps) The guy looks at him like he's crazy and he's about to curse him out. Before he could fully catch his breath again, the guy dunks his hand again. He jumps up. At this point, this fella is about to fight because he's like, yo, what are you doing? He gasps, he gets himself together one more time. The guy holds him. He holds him there for a little, a second. Mm-hmm. The guy is fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting, and he jumps up. <gasps> At this point, the young man is like kind of like filled with rage. He's like, yo, what's good? And he said, well, that's the key to success. You gotta fight for your dreams as bad as you wanna breathe. See, the difference is that we can be lazy and not do what we wanna do, right? Mm-hmm. We can push things aside, say we're not ready yet. Use this whole, this is a different blanketed approach that I think a lot of people do. This whole perfection thing, oh, it's not right. Mm. You're just procrastinating. Mm. But see, it comes to a point that when you want your dreams as bad as you want to breathe, Mm -hmm. see, you get out of the realm of having to push yourself. There's going to be a point, I don't care who you are, that if you try to uh, cut the oxygen off of yourself, Your body is going to fight. It's a natural reaction. And just like you said, you already knew what was coming forth in your life. You were just walking in it. Hence, we hear it another way. Faith without works is dead. dead. So it comes to a point
3: Mm -hmm.
2: that you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe because even when you want to give up, even when you feel like you can't take it no more, <sighs> your body ain't going to let you stop. Mm. Can't stop, won't stop. Hey. Hey. It
4: hey, sounds like right the now. Detroit Hustle right there. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing about being from the D. They, they, they teach you how to hustle. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what my journey has been is mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody to show me. I'm the only actor in my family. Knew I wanted to be an actor since I was three and just was fortunate enough to have a, a family who supported that. They could see it. They nurtured it. I was in every church play, school play, you know, you name it. Like in my middle school, I created the the performing arts department, you know, because they didn't oh, have one. Can- it was at a Quaker. I went to a Quaker. a Quaker. I went to Friends School of Detroit, you know. Oh, I, I, I went didn't to a, know Friends was. Yeah, it was Quakers. So was Did Jessica
3: Cooper go there?
4: Oh, go ahead. I don't know. Oh. But, um, yeah, you know, and so. I didn't have my, I mean, I come from a family of, uh, of law enforcement and education, Mm -hmm. you know? So mom was a teacher, father was a cop and then grandfather in healthcare and a lot of military people. So for me to be like, I want to act, I want to do this. You know, they, they were like, all right, you can do it, but you know, you should have this backup plan. You should be a, my mom wanted me, my my mom wanted me to be a math teacher. I was like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, they need black male math teachers and they need black male science teachers. And I was like, ah, but I had a mentor. Um, oh, the mentor. The baby. mentor was like, there is no backup plan. This is this is what you do. You give your all. You give 100 percent. This is I give my
2: all. Come on. To find <laughs> my dreams
3: inside of me.
2: Yeah. Okay,
4: I'm done. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Bow down. Um, <laughs> yo, I mean, so I just, I in my mind, I was like, there is no backup plan. This is what I'm going to do. It's the only thing that is the most clear to me. And I am I have the support to do it. So I'm going to go.
2: So you said three years old. hmm Three. I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing? I, it's interesting that you say that because I started, I went to Du a Montessori. And we did a lot of acting and plays and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it was in the book. I remember, I don't know how old I was, but I know I was young. Mm -hmm. My mom used to always watch the stories. I don't know (laughs) if it was as the world turns, days of our lives, one of them. But there was this one scene where this lady, she got upset (laughs) and- I think she was. She was. She took some paper. She balled it up, mm. and then she opened it back up to read it. And I practiced it like five times. It was my moment. Oh my god! When did you have your moment? Like you said, a three. Yeah. Did you see somebody on TV? Did somebody I, clap for you?
4: I well, it's a combination of things. I think one, I just believe God, the universe. They it, it naturally that energy naturally puts in us what we are meant to do.
3: Hey,
2: and, catch
4: it. You know, so. I just felt like it was the most natural thing. And then I I remember being so young and I would just love to play dress up. Like I would go over to my great grandmother's house and she had a basket full of wigs and my grandfather had a basket full of glasses and I would go and do all of these like performances for them. I just had to, it was, you know, and then I would say when I got to elementary school, um, a lot of people don't know this, but My two biggest influences are Maya Angelou and Cicely Tyson. And I don't know, like, Maya Angelou was the um, first poem, poetry, that I was um, exposed to. And so... Do you remember which one? uh, Well, probably, uh, why I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Mm. I was probably one of the first. And then introduced to other... People, so I remember my first performance was uh, doing "Hey, Black Child" in front of my uh, my school uh, when I was in fourth grade. And so, "Hey, Black Child," do you know who you are? Oh. Who you really are? Do you okay. know you could be what you want to be if you try to be what you, you can be? You know, and then getting that 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 uh, applause and that ovation and just so yeah, yeah, you know, and and it did something to me, and I. From there I just I just have always known that's this is it you know and and I used to this memorize This is it here
2: I stand Here I
4: stand and I used to memorize um production companies. Uh, so I it's crazy. I would re- remember movies and know them by heart and like TriStar and you know, and um Cinemax and all these different production companies that would come on before a movie starts. I always knew what they were and the music, and you know, wow. like I don't I just and then I knew all the actors' names. Like I could always retain actors' names. Like it was just such a part of me. And and I collected movies. Like, I just that's all I ever did. Every time we go to Target, can I buy a movie? Can I buy a movie? Can I buy a movie? Which now is crazy because you don't even collect movies. They just stream. And, you know, but it was I didn't collect toys. I collected films. And it's such a part of me. I don't know where it comes from, but it was just such an innate part of my behavior, what I wanted, what I knew. That's why I say it was it was just God's plan, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: <laughs> wow. It, it, it's crazy, but it seems like it's only right when you really look how everything unfolds. And it's, you said something that was key. I don't, I can't remember. All I knew was I said, catch it. <laughs> so I hope you caught it. But you said basically like when we are created, like God formed or put in us what we are to do. And it's like, show up. It's almost like what you do every day when you go on set. Mm-hmm. Show up. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that we see the sun every day. Show up and give us the light. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody gave you the light so that you can edify (laughs) and light other people up. Yo, I was just telling my trainer, and I can't say thank you enough to every person that goes after their dreams. Like I always say at the end of the podcast, I say I'm in the business of making dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And I damn sure ain't gonna forget about mine. Mm. And I say that because When you follow your dreams, you give other people permission to do the same. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, I was telling my trainer, him being so diligent about going after his passion of fitness and working out has enrolled me and now I can live my life full out. Like I was on Ellen and I was doing this workout segment and I was able to be comfortably done. Like, you know, in that sports bra and spandex pants, that's a big deal, you know? And I posted up on my Instagram account just what I was then and what's happening now. And it's like, when you when you show up as yourself, and in your case, you were putting on wigs and costumes to go on a role, but that was you
3: that exemplifying was those other characters. Yeah. Yeah. But other
2: people that are looking to 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 emulate someone else, it's just like no, dog, just do you and it's enough.
4: I think that well, you're talking about authenticity, and and yeah. I feel like that's a common theme and thread that I think about. I think most of my work in the roles that I have. You know, chosen, and I say chosen to go after or to take on. They at the heart of it is identity, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we we as people on this planet, we we it's it's very easy for us to you know try to be something we're not, you know. And and I'm always trying to get to the core of who are you really, authentically, you know. And um and I just I, I revel in that. I revel in just becoming comfortable with myself. You know, because it's crazy. You know, growing up in Detroit, I had an English teacher for a mom, and people would be like, "It, it was funny the no dynamics."
2: No wonder about the diction, the articulation you know, is there, and I love it.
4: You know, I love it. <laughs> you grow up in the city and in downtown Detroit, right? And then people are like, "Yo, why you sound white?" And so having to navigate with those dynamics of being, you know, articulate, uh, uh, and, ar- articulate and and you know, someone who has an educational family. You know, and and the politics of what's that like and having to feel, figure out how to fit in and maneuver within your own community. But then when you get to the white community at large, how do how do you, fi- you know, finagle that? You know, all the different types of code switching that, that exist just so that you can be yourself. And you're like, am I being myself? When am I myself? Mm. You know, because I feel like I'm talking this way over here and I feel like I'm being this way over here for these group of people. And ultimately, I was like, F it. This is who I am. I'm gonna show up and be me, and do the kind of things that I want to do, and this is the kind of work that I'm gonna do, and and give to the world, and invite people to be their authentic selves. So that's my mission,
2: essentially. And you know what? It's one thing for somebody to just say something, mm. but you're authentically in it because you know I had to do some research. You know, we were digging up some stuff about you for this oh, interview. Oh Lord. Um. <laughs> uh. We we talked. We caught up with this interview that you did uh, behind the velvet rope TV. Oh, And you were talking about a belief as an actor. Mm-hmm. And it basically coincides with what you're just saying right now. All right, Jeremiah, play that clip for me.
0: Talk to me about being part of a show that has that type of touch, that relevant touch to topics that are so important globally mm-hmm. today.
4: Um, really, it's about, to me, as the actor, it's uh, giving me a sense of responsibility. It's um, it's giving, I, I I believe that each role I get Each of these roles are supposed to, I'm supposed to uh, create a voice or a platform and really speak and shine light on that, that character or that sector. Yeah. Yeah, it's a responsibility. You know, you are given the voice and the opportunity to breathe life into a character and speak for a community for whatever that particular circumstance is. And so it's something I don't take lightly. It's something that... You know, I'm in Homeland and Quantico, I'm playing a Muslim, um, you know, with these one very well, both of them kind of radical beliefs. I'm not Muslim, but the research I had to do to understand, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at what's happening right now with Afghanistan, the Taliban and all of that. And I think you just sort of have an understanding of it all in totality. So mm-hmm. it's not just black and white. It's not just this side versus this side, but you can understand a full spectrum so that you can then deliver, you know, and, and understand what you're saying and, and give credence to that character.
2: Right. And so making sure that I, what I love too is that you're amplifying. And uh, I think yeah. that's the thing that we're looking for in art. We're looking to amplify mm-hmm. our lives, literally depict the life that we live. And if we can't see ourselves... It, it almost does us a disadvantage for us to um kind of be emulating or to to be ourselves, right? You know what I'm saying because we are what we are exposed to or what our imagination yeah. uh, can take us.
3: Yes, yeah,
4: I stand by that.
2: Sidebar: Do you remember how we met? Uh,
4: yeah, <laughs> we met uh, at Scoop. Yes, Scoop in Detroit. Oh my <laughs> gosh, we met at in this program. It was like an after-school elective program that was designed for children or these kids, I, well, teenagers. Detroit yeah. teenagers. T- Detroit teenagers uh-huh. um, to, who wanted to be in media and teach them be uh, how to operate behind the camera um, and in front of the camera, uh, but t- gave us the tools to uh, learn how to do audio and do video, and we, we had to direct these PSAs and you know, and it, it was just access. It gave us access and exposure to how to create literally what we're doing right now.
2: Yo, deadass. If it wasn't for Scoop, I wouldn't be right here. Oh, my gosh. But I got something else. What remember Miss Mac? Yes, yes. I remember Miss Mac. I got a message. Uh-oh.
4: Miss
5: Mac is here.
4: <laughs> no way.
5: Well, was gone. I remember that everyone wanted her to do the voiceovers. <laughs> because her voice had a wonderful sound to it and she read cold copy very easily and gave us a lot of emotional oomph. um and that it, it was just a delight to have to be perfectly honest and jamal was earnest and excited and really really was into acting and wanted nothing more than to become an actor, which apparently he has. So <laughs> oh, my God! I'm delighted for both of them. I think that they are the rising stars from the Scoop program that I always thought they would be, that we always thought they would be, all the adults who are around to watch and see them. And like others before and after them, they have are continuing to rise, meet, meet their dreams, and to do the things that make all of us proud. And I feel blessed to have known them and have been able to spend a little time with each of them.
4: Wow. Okay. Yo. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Dang. Oh, man. You talk about people. That was
2: like over 20 some years yeah, I ago. I know. I
4: know. We'll be telling my age, girl.
3: You know, I look young. We look <laughs> young. We still hold it.
2: Um, You talk about people planting seeds. You know, uh, I guess I'm emotional because it's like, it's that thing you say you can't give up. Yeah. I didn't even know myself as far as like having a voice. I didn't, I knew I always took pride in speech.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But I know you can make money doing voiceovers or like that was a thing. Mm -hmm. And um, were you in the program with Crystal Stokes? You remember Crystal? Mm Anyway, Chris was there. We were doing this mental health. I was doing a mental health piece for her. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And she asked me to voice it. Yeah. And remember we were walking down the street right there on Woodward. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. We're human, just like you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And, um... It was then when I did that. And you know, because I remember you you wanted to act at every moment. And ain't nothing wrong with that because I remember after I did my voice thing, everybody was asking me, was like, Ryan, I'm trying to think who else in the program? Dawn, could you voice this? And it was like, then I was like, I got something. Mm. And that even propelled me for when it was time for me to go to Howard. Mm. That's how I knew I was studying TV production. Mm. Heck, when I started at Howard, I was a freshman teaching the seniors how to edit projects.
3: Wow.
4: Look at that.
2: And she said that you. she's even with you, you going to be the hell actor. And look, you're doing it. What?
4: Yeah, man. That's.
2: Uh, come on, dog.
4: <laughs> Welcome what? to the Vitamin D with Dodge Podcast. Jeez, Catch Louise. it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I haven't heard Miss Mac's voice in years. You know, but you think about people who have influenced you. And who have set the stage, you know, mm-hmm. and you never know. I always say, you know, you just never know who's having an impact on you. Yeah. And and the impact you're having on someone else. Mm-hmm. You, you you just don't know that, you know. And, I mean, Miss Mac and- Letitia Mc- McCree. I was going to say McCree Ma- because Ms. we Ms. have- Miss Page. Miss Page. Miss Page. Yeah. Randall. Yep.
2: And don't forget Mr. Walter. Rest in peace. Dang.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean they did that. Yeah. And we were we were those we were those those children. Yeah, man.
2: And and like you said, whether it was you and it was your grandparents, or your parents mm-hmm. clapping for you as you put on your performance, like they were clapping for us. And it's like, I can't urge people enough to understand the importance of why it is so necessary to speak life over your life. Mm-hmm. Like <sighs> first yeah. it was the word. Mm-hmm. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. You got to do the affirmation. I was just saying on a pr- another episode, I said, well, hey, if we're energy, right? And energy is life. Your vibration yeah. from your voice, that's energy, it's movement. It's mm-hmm. the same molecules that made oxygen, which made hydrogen, which allows you to, to function with water and y- you can produce that. So watch your words. Hey, because the spirit knows no difference. Yeah. People be joking all the time, like, oh, you can't do nothing, or I ain't gonna never do this, or don't I tell people right not? Don't speak that over me.
4: Yeah. But let's I mean, let's go there though, right? Hmm. Why do people do that? You Why know, that? like I think people because we are conditioned to to for failure or whatever. You know, there is a conditioning of you cannot not be better than me, you know, and and I don't know where that like. Like I'm in therapy right now and I had a realization. Shout out.
2: You are the first black man to come on my podcast to stay there in oh, therapy and I appreciate let's go. that. You know, that's one thing we we support on the Vitamin D with Dawn Day podcast is mental health awareness. I'm sorry, go ahead. I am in therapy yes.
4: proudly black so. Um, and I had a, an epiphany um and this is so I also go to Agape uh Reverend Basically Dr. Agape. <laughs> yes, Reverend Dr. My, uh, Michael Beckwith and and I had tuned I've been away for a while but I tuned in to a uh, a session that he had um, a sermon and he talked about problems and he was like you know that you know you have a problem and this isn't me in my version um, you know you have a problem when you're putting more emphasis on the problem than God or the universe you know, and so that what that did for me was made me think about what problems do I actually have? Like, what are my problems? And then when I was in therapy, I was like, wait a minute. I don't actually think I have any legitimate problems. And when did it become a prerequisite for life to have a problem? Like, do you actually have to have a problem? You may have challenges. Challenges do exist. But to take on the energy of having an actual problem. And I'm like, I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm in a very privileged space in my life. I'm I'm doing what I love to do. I have a beautiful child, beautiful wife. Lord is blessing us in all many facets right now. And not just right now, but in general, oh, whether we right. see them or don't see them, that's the right. universe is always working in our favor. In
2: your greater good.
4: In your greater good. And that's why I'm like, what are my actual problems? And is it okay not to have a problem?
3: Mm. You
2: know, Wow, because sometimes we always are, like, we can get caught up in searching for something to be wrong.
4: Exactly. Oh,
2: catch Which it. Which brings catch
4: me back to the it. why I even said, like, we're there's a conditioning that happens that makes it seem as though we have something you cannot excel or you're not supposed to, and especially when you talk about certain communities, you know, the crabs in a barrel, you know, sort of mindset, you know? And it's like, we have to get over that.
2: But let me, I, I, you know, I had a situation where... Mm-hmm. I felt like I was caught up in, the situ- mm-hmm. in in something that was, I think it was a, a crabs in a barrel situation, but I, I want to say I given grace, but I, I was able to understand mm-hmm. where it was coming from. Meaning it's like this, let's just think of survival of the fittest. If we were to think of certain groups of people uh, have been denied access, Mm-hmm. Something has been trying for you to go after something. And now it's a situation of I'm not necessarily thinking, oh, I need to stop you. I'm just fighting for my moment. Mm -hmm. And when you have so much lack, or I guess it just depends on your perspective. So Mm -hmm. actually, I don't know if I'm making a valid point. Um, Your moment is just like, oh my gosh, I'm fighting for so long. I'm just trying to get a cup of water. absolutely, And not realizing that in your cup of water, you're pulling me down. Whether then Let's just build it to go after it together.
4: Absolutely. And that takes collective thinking. This is new thinking. We I think we're privileged mm-hmm. to live in this time where uh, so many of us as a community are saying we want to we want self self-help, self-improvement. We're able to finally utter those words and and say therapy and I want better mental health. I want self-care. Um, and that takes work. That I, I didn't just, like, I can speak this now, but there was a journey <laughs> from where I was to getting here now, you know, and there has to be a, a, a raising of consciousness overall for us to really help each other. It's not a crabs in the barrel. Yes, there has been lack, and that has been systemic. You know, we know why.
2: I love somebody.
4: But we can also change it. You know what I'm saying? We actually do have the power to change it. And it's going to take work. I ain't saying, look, like, hey, just like that. No, we, I think as we raise our level of consciousness and we give back, that's why it's so important to give back, to go back and, and serve, you know, and lift people in any way that you can. Not, oh, when I get here, I'm going to do this thing. No, what can you do right now? You know, because it's the same energy. And then as you grow and get more access, then you'll be able to do more. But mm-hmm. you got to find what you can do right now because somebody is depending on that. Depending They're depending on that, you know?
2: But here's the thing. How did you know or <sighs> was therapy a thing that was discussed for you? Therapy. Because, I mean, how many black men do you know that are going to therapy? Is it? A lot or... I'm just thinking of Detroit. I don't even know.
4: I, I I can't say I know I know my wife's in therapy. She's been in therapy for years. Um, and I know that I have always wanted therapy. I And it wasn't... I think I never... I did not not take therapy because I thought, oh, there's a whole thing or a stigma against it. It was more of can I afford therapy? Can I find somebody in my book? Can I get enough insurance? You know, somebody in my network, you know, um, until recently I just said, you know, I need it now because I just need it. Mm. There are some, you know, I'm a father now and, you know, just, I just need it. I need, I need to be able to speak to somebody for myself and, and be able to get out what I need to get out. Um, I just need to do it. And whether I had examples or not, I knew what I needed for me. And I knew that ultimately my mom, you know, who has gone on, um, to be an ancestor, it was something that I recognized she needed, you know, back in the day, but she didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I can't, you know,
3: Looking
2: back, I think you know, my mom, she, probably, she needed it. I, yeah, after you know, my father died immediately. Um, wow.
4: Yeah. It's
2: and it's cool. like, when you know better, you have to do better.
4: You got to change the cycle.
2: I, I, myself, I've said I want to do it. I have people in my family and a few friends that are into therapy. hmm If for somebody that's interested and mm-hmm. may not know what to expect, um, what would you say? And then also... If you can even say something to that black man, there are so many black men in my family Mm -hmm. that I know that are opposed to therapy that feels like, oh, that's a weakening of a man. You need to figure it out. Oh, um, you need to learn how to deal with your own problems. But it's like, how are you putting pieces together if your fingers are getting cut constantly? Yeah. So what would you say?
4: (sighs) Man. Just say, hey, black man. I would just, hey, black man. Do you know who you are?
2: Hey, catch it.
4: Who you really are. Do you know that there are resources and tools out there to support you? And there's no judgment. Like, that's the thing is that there really is no judgment. It's really about saying that you love yourself. And this is you are giving yourself. Think of it this way. You go buy yourself a dope pair of Jordans. You go buy yourself a dope pair of whatever. Don't think about whatever it is. And that makes you feel good temporarily, right? It gives you your endorphins are boosted, right? In in that moment. But just think how amazing it would be to have a whole person that you can unleash everything that you're feeling mm. unto. You can just like that's what they get paid for. You are they are there to support you. And even if you can't afford it, there are other resources for you. It's just about talking and and being gaining clarity. That's really what it's about is gaining clarity so you can go and be the brilliant person that the world tells you most times that you aren't, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, but you are, and I'm here to tell you and Dawn is here and that's the vitamin D effect.
2: I love somebody. You
4: are worthy. You are are worthy of somebody of, of, you are worthy for yourself to, to get help to, you know, we, Mr. Talented, you brought up Mr. Talented. The reason I, I found this story in a newspaper article about this young man named Terrell Shaw, who was this brilliant artist in New York, born to two deaf parents um, in in Brownsville, Brooklyn, you know, one of the worst neighborhoods. His parents left him when he was young. And despite all of those challenges, he grew up to, he went to FIT on a scholarship. He was making these amazing bow ties out of Lego pieces.
2: I saw that freedom. Yeah, exactly, right?
4: And, 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 you know, despite all that, he had a mental illness. He 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 had schizophrenia. Oh, really? Um, and because of that, there was a struggle between him and his art, and just you gotta think, being black and an artist and having a mental illness and not being able to support it. You know what I'm saying? It's like this it seems such an
2: interesting dynamic because you have what you feel like is your reality and somebody is telling you that's not the case and it's like what do you mean this is what I'm experiencing.
4: Absolutely. And this cat, he actually thought being the safest place for a black man in space, uh, the safest place for a black man is in space.
2: Outer
3: space?
4: Space, outer space. So he he would walk around New York City in a in a space uh outfit and and ultimately he took his life um wearing that same space suit. Um, and so when we were doing the research and, you know, and just really trying to understand what, what our intentions were in telling his story and my, my intentions were always clear and that I w- like, this kid is brilliant. He's brilliant, but he didn't have the support that he needed. And I think that did something to me as well, especially in tapping into his, you know, the best I could to his psyche it was like, this brother just needed help. And how many of us don't have the help and the support that we that is so accessible? And and to whether you know, and sometimes it's to our own detriment. We say things like, "I can't," you know, "That's not for me." Nah, nah. Oh, I'm good. I don't need to talk to
3: somebody.
2: What I need to do that for?
4: You talk to your boy, don't you? Right. But don't you think it's a little selfish to put everything on your boy? Mm -hmm. And your boy probably got his own problems. You know, you need a certified <laughs> clinician who can actually point you in the right direction. Who you has can, no you know, bias. No who isn't bias. leaning
2: anywhere to, yeah. t- to tell you what you're saying to give it back.
4: Absolutely. It mm. feels good. I mean, it feels incredible. It, it's like I leave my sessions motivated, new new awareness, you know, because I think ultimately that's what it's about is just becoming
2: aware. But do you think people think like it's a new th- Is it because they feel like it's a new thing? What like therapy? Like is therapy like a new thing? Like do you feel like people have been doing this for forever? Because I'm just wondering why people feel like, well, I never had therapy, so I don't need it anymore. Like it, almost as if it's a, it's something. New. I
4: don't, I think that it's just new. It's new in the vocabulary today. Like it's we we are in a um, uh, era of self help. Like you know, you just have people who are just who talk about it more. Um, who are breaking those paradigms and those stigmas that we have had in the past. You got more black people talking about it.
2: Shout out to Simone Biles.
4: Right. Ex- come Shout on. out to Naomi
2: Osaka. Right. And everybody else who, what could look like is the 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 shebang bang of whatever it is to do, but they right. say, I got to choose me. Right. And it's like, it's one of those things, we can understand this whole concept when it comes to flying on a plane. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, put the oxygen mask on yourself, then you can support. support Hey, are you going to put some oxygen on yourself? Yeah. Because you just said, I feel free.
4: And look, that's just one form of therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like there are many other health, excuse me. There are many other healthy forms of therapy. Meditation. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's something I practice. You know, now (laughs) I do it every day. Like I want to do it, you know, but at least try to get uh, 10 minutes in of just, you know, spacing out and just giving myself a breath. What I tell myself is I cannot touch my phone in the morning before I've given thanks to God and and I've had a chance to like set my intentions for the day. I bet not touch that phone until I do that. Man. You know, 95% of the time it works. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to like, oh, what's, okay. But most of the time, like I just, I have to, and that was a discipline I had to give myself. Because the day gets going and you're like, ah, ah, you know, or I'll put guided meditations on while I'm driving. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it's just about being mindful and present and clear. And I was not always this way. Let me be clear. I don't want to come on here and sound like, oh, duh, you you know, like, no, it took, it It was a whole journey to getting here, you know, but I'm glad I'm here. And there's still so much that I'm learning and being a part of this journey, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, it's you, I, I want to be here.
3: Hey, <laughs> you
2: gotta know? make a decision, right? <laughs> yeah, Live yeah, life on purpose here. and for a purpose. Yeah, man. You said something, you said it's a journey, and I say something all the time. My old barber, Louis T. Paul, would always say, he said, the journey is the experience, mm-hmm. and the experience is the journey.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: This is it. Here I stand. Mm-hmm. It's here that I stand. Mm-hmm. Not back there, not over there, not in front of you, not behind you, not beside you, but right here. And if I'm right here, then I just need to be concerned with what's happening right now. And if I'm so present right now, I can see the gifts that life has to offer me. Yeah, man. Oof. Ooh. All right, man. We, you know, we're talking about this. I love this. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being vulnerable. I want to talk some more stuff. So we're going to take yeah. a break because yeah. um, one of the things I thought was so dope, you talked about your wife. Yes. and uh, I understand that there is something important so you're talking about organic relationships
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know I think a lot of millennials and just people in general are always into like finding love and your soulmate your twin flame but it's like sometimes how can you recognize it <laughs> well we gotta be able to relate damn it whether that's mm-hmm. vulnerability but more importantly communication Yes. so when we come back I'm here with Jay Mallory McCree my old friend from Detroit Hey, what up though Um, And we're going to talk about that. Plus, I got this cool sweatshirt up in here in front of Detroit kids because I'm representing for my city all day. All day. I'm going to throw this on real quick. We're going to come back with the second half of this interview. It's Vitamin D with Dawn Day.
0: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not
6: insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be.
1: The best things in life, they come in twos. Two scoops of ice cream, two tacos. And now for a limited time, get our best deal of the year. Buy any phone when you switch to Consumer Cellular and get two months of service free. That's right, the same fast, reliable nationwide coverage as Big Wireless, now with two months free. Proof the best things in life really do come in twos. Visit ConsumerCellular.com or call 1-888-FREEDOM. Second and third month of monthly-based service fee waived for new customers with the purchase of a phone and activation by July thirty first, 2024. Taxes, fees, and third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B A R T E S I A N dot com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian premium cocktails on demand. Hey guys, it's Jayden Michael. Hey everybody, it's your boy Jayden Brown. Now you're tuned in with
2: Don Day. Get your dose of vitamin D with Don Day and get excited about your life. Watch
3: out, dinner.
2: <laughs> All right, guys, um, we're back. I told you I'm in the studio with a dear friend from Detroit. What up, though? What up, though? Jay Mallory McCree, <laughs> actor, producer, husband, father, phenomenal black man who believes in mental health and loving and taking care of himself, and more importantly, a brother who said, I got a dream, and I'm worthy enough to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Round of applause for this brother. <laughs> okay, um, right before the break... I mentioned something about organic relationships. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We left off just talking about therapy being open. Mm -hmm. And um, I've spoke about this before, and Jeremiah probably is over me talking about her. But Brene Brown has really opened up this whole door, this realm of talking about how important vulnerability is. Mm -hmm. And I've seen quotes, and I even have it up on my refrigerator. Uh, Vulnerability is your source of, of strength as a source of strength, because I think a lot of people may think it's weakness, mm-hmm. but it allows you to communicate and to mm-hmm. relate with one another. And when you're talking about organic relationships, I think there's some sort of communication going on here. There, there
4: should be. Okay, so talk to us about it. <laughs> what, what,
2: what is that? I mean... And does it play a role in your career? Or is this just with intimate...
4: No, no. It, I, well, my wife and I, we are, we are so intertwined. It's scary. So let me just give you the rundown. My wife is from Detroit as well.
2: What up, though?
4: Cast Tech. Angela. Angela Lewis.
2: Shout out Angela Lewis. Hey.
4: Angela Lewis. Or as y'all might know her out there, I'm Louie on Snowfall.
3: Oh,
2: hey. Hey!
4: hey, hey. hey. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, we're both from Detroit, but um one of us is older. Uh, and so we missed each other while we were in Detroit, but we grew up um in downtown Detroit, both went to CAS, born in the same hospital.
3: Are you kidding
2: yeah, me? Yeah,
4: man, Hudson Hospital, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> And both our mothers are or our families, Deltas, Qs, like, let me tell you, we've got so many things in common. We had to make sure that, you know, we weren't related. Um, and yeah, uh, she's, she's older than me. And so that's how we kind of missed each other. But then we met in New York. We met doing a play. Um, and, uh, and we knew we were from both from Detroit, but we didn't quite know each other, you know? And, uh, so we ended up doing this play, which started in La Jolla. It was a play called Milk Like Sugar by Kirsten Greenwich. La Jolla, Jolla, um, is a beautiful city in California, in San Diego. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. A beautiful suburb of San Diego. So there's La Jolla Playhouse that we did that. And then we took it back to New York. Um, and mind you, my wife had a thriving career in the, in the theater community um, when I met her. Like she was, she was, she was, that she, one. Was, she, was, that was, she oh. was, she was top dog. You know, she was Such top loves. dog. You better have her just matching your
2: <laughs> wife's flag. Go ahead, girl. Yo,
4: and, and I'll be honest, like when I was courting her, she wasn't having it. She's like, you young, like, no nah, nah, nah. She would, and she
2: would always say, "Like I'm
4: not gonna date you." She, yeah, she look. We were mean? we what? were doing we were doing this play, and I I was insatiated by her. I was like, you know, she was gorgeous. She was the lead of the play, so she never left the stage. <laughs> but as she'll tell you, like whenever I go somewhere, I like to just explore. I like to just like I'm hopping on the bus. Anybody want to come with me? And she was like, "I'll come." And she loved that I was just so. Like, you know, adventurous. And that is definitely run through our relationship. And so she, you know, she kind of, that was kind of like the first. Okay. Wait, so first
2: she wasn't checking for you. She She's wasn't like, I'm checking for me. No, none but of she that. She would always answer your calls. But she would whatever. just
4: kind of be like, you know, but then I would be like, yo, can I come to, can I walk you to your, you know, to your, 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 your door? She's like, I don't need you to walk me to my door. Like, no, young buck, no, sit, no, no, no. But then you know yes. there were I'm a cancer and so is she our birthdays are 4 days apart that's another thing I oh should say gosh. of like how connected we are um and eventually i just started doing romantic things you know like
2: what tell us all right
4: so there's it, it, this whole I love this. <laughs> there's this whole story about how she was um there was one morning where she woke up and she um uh what is it she sent um Ah, seized up. That's the word I'm looking for. She seized up because she it was the star of this play, never left the stage, and there was a lot of pressure on her. And so she had put a text out asking everybody, "Hey, who knows how to do massages?" And I was like, "Oh, I do." And she was like, "Uh, excuse me, I'm good. No, no, thank you." Um. So one of our other castmates did, and so she goes to rehearsal, and while she's at rehearsal, I happened to come through as she's ending her rehearsal for her first scene. I hear her say, talking about, yeah, well, you know, there's the Almond Eye, you know, this beautiful boy with these almond eyes, and he's looking at me. And I was like, by the door, like, oh. And so then I raced, I got some stress relief tea, and I wrote a, a note on it, and I said, from Almond G- almond Eyes J., and that was like the first, like you know, hey, she was like, okay, that's sweet, all right. And then we we started having conversations, and then we officially went out on our first date to the San Diego Zoo. Did and you ask? Tell, or she asked you? I asked. I asked. I was like, can we? Can we? Would you please come with me? Let, oh first, I was like, can I cook you dinner? I invite oh, her, so he I'm, said, let me, <laughs> let me get
2: what's in that belly, baby. Let me show you what I really oh can do. Oh, my gosh. Hey. So
4: I, I I cooked her dinner and I think I was nervous because some I normally cook just went all kinds of crazy. Oh, my. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I was cooking my uh, tacos, but like I do a very special taco and I was doing something. I over seasoned it and I, everything was just off. And I was like, what is happening <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, one thing led to another. Everything was great. And then I think the just really going, being vulnerable, the first time we were intimate, it was a different feeling. It was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was really, it there was just an energy and a power of like, whoa, I don't think I've ever felt this before. And I was not looking for this. And it was just like, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh no, I'm not trying to do this, but the energy was so enigmatic that it just it was a force that was like, this is meant to be. And it, even if I tried it to get away, it would not. And that's why we learn how many things we have had in common throughout you know, and it's crazy. And so fast forward, I did a, um, I did a plant ceremony, so you, I don't know if you ever heard of ayahuasca.:
3: I would too.
2: Why am I screaming? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I get excited. I want to do ayahuasca. Well, I would like to go to Peru to yes, do ayahuasca. Uh, me you too. did it there?
4: I did, well, here's the thing. I, oh did, not, gosh, I did not did not so I did not do ayahuasca. I th- I did, I went with the guys from Peru, um this family that conducts these plant ceremonies thinking I was going to go do per, uh ayahuasca in Peru. No, not in Peru. They they live in Peru, uh-huh. but they come to uh States. California. Okay. Right, they come to the States and they host these events. I thought I was going to go do ayahuasca, ended up doing what's called San Pedro. So ayahuasca is the mother energy, right? That's, the, or the womb. So you're gonna, all the things dealing with your mother and the womb and all of that, which is, I still need to do that one. But this one is of the father energy. It's of the masculine energy and rooted in love. So anyway, I do this plant ceremony and the first thing that comes to me, like, cause at first I'm drinking, I'm like, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing, oh! back and my wife appeared on top of me like, as if she were floating on top of me and, and, and the the energy and the what, I, the what I received was oh, this was always meant to be and no matter what universes or what planes we're on, we will always find our way back together like we, this had been we are destined in any life form like this is meant to be and that was such a huge revelation because, you know, I was going through a moment of like, dang, I was in New York. I was booed up like my whole entire adult life. I've been booed up.
2: Booed up. Like,
4: you know, and so living in both. You got
2: to you got to <laughs> shout out to your exes who got you ready for your wife now. I mean, I, no, I mean, me. no, that's real. That's, that's real. that's that's real. That's real. But yes. Hey.
4: I, I mean, yes, it's Yes. So, you know, and that was a time where I was like, dang, man, I've been living in New York. I was booed up. I'm in L.A. I'm boo- I've never had the, you know, and then that was confirmation saying, because that wasn't meant for you. Hey, catch and it. You didn't need that. Catch it. Because you could have caught something else. Catch <laughs> that. You know. So, and this particular spirit is connected with you throughout the course of time. You know, I don't know if you watch Loki, but like, Mm -mm, oh, on Disney Marvel thing. Anyway, it's about multiple universes and there's all these different Lokis. Oh, Lord, here's my nerd. Ah, Anyway, so but bringing it back, it's like no matter what universe parallel, wherever we are, perpendicular, you name it, we will always find each other. Mm -hmm. And that was like, oh, my gosh. And so since then, like, so you talk about organic connections that was just something that I wasn't even trying. I was like, yeah, this is a beautiful girl. She, you know, my, you know, and then you know, and then like I found my wife. And we dated for two years. And I, I just knew. Like, I knew. I was like, oh no, this <laughs> I'm not, this, I'm not stupid. And also for her, she got um, she says that uh she realized she had a dream or a message from God saying, you know, an image of our child. And she was like, this is too much for me to hold on to myself. So I'm going to share this with you. And, and then the thing that kind of cemented us was she had said, I deserve you. Wow. And, and I, she said, I deserve this because we both at that time were just coming out of very tumultuous relationships that, you know, we didn't know how to, you know, you just, they happen, they're experience, right? Um, And we, and when she said those words, I deserve you, like or I deserve this, I deserve this. And I was like, oh my God, I do too. You know, I, I deserve to be in a healthy, kind relationship. And I think back anytime we, you know, as relationships do, you have like, you know, arguments, whatever. I go back to that. That's what I go back to is like, no, we deserve each other. And this, and and so that's really the heartbeat of our relationship, you know, and we're always working on communication. She, like I said, she's been in therapy for years and she brought us to the couples therapy, you know, and and we were able to talk through some things, which then we learned it was another affirm or confirmation that, oh, I need individual therapy, mm. you know, because you got to be able to figure together, out how you part. show up. You know what I'm Listen. saying? Like, is You know, how do you show up in this relationship? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you want to work on things and, and I think that's healthy. I mean, and we strive on thriving like in our career, in our personal relationship, in our relationship to spirit. You know, she's the one who brought us to Agape. You know, I was like, I, this is different, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is different. Um, okay. Um, but gradually it was like, oh, this is necessary, and there's a lot of unlearning that I need to do mm-hmm. that Reverend Michael has taught me, Reverend R. Lee, all you know, the Agape family. Um, and just the unlearning and, and the willingness to learn again, learn anew,
2: learn a new thing, yeah. But so, how so. Because like, where, where, because where? I want to I want to really highlight, underline and exclam- put an exclamation point behind organic relationships. Mm-hmm. Did you already understand the concept of organic relationships before your wife or as while you were in the relationship with your wife? And uh, are you recommending that people study organic relationships what do you want people to get from organic relationships? Organic. And how well, to I mean, I it? think
4: orga- Well, you talk about organic relationships. You have to break that down. What is that? Okay. I think you got to understand what what is organic. Organic is the most authentic. Going back to the beginning of our conversation, mm-hmm. the, or- the most organic version or authentic version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if and you have to understand who you are in order to show up and what your intentions are and what you want. You know. Like I thought, and here's the thing is that I may not have been looking for an organic relationship when I got with my wife. I think I was looking for an organic hookup, you I somebody. <laughs> you know, and, and there were bigger things that led to that, you know, us becoming, and, and I think that's the openness and, and the awareness that one has to have of like, Oh, you know, this is, this was meant for me. You know, but that's...
2: Because that's how you can
4: come to terms and yeah. say, I deserve you. Exactly. What? Yeah. That it. And, and this happened at a time I've never done, I have never, ever been... I don't know what the dating plane is like. Uh, I've never, ever done online dating. Like, my first... My ex... Like, we were together from college until wow. we weren't. Until something new happened, you know? So I literally went from one relationship into the other, and like this is not what I wanted or set out to happen. It just organically happened that way.
2: But do you feel like you've positioned yourself in a way to walk in alignment with that to attract I, that in your life?
4: I, I'm a cancer. What do you want from me? Like I am, I'm a romantic. Is, and so I, cancers I was,
2: are romantic. You guys are emotional. You are sensitive. sensitive.
4: Like I, I don't know. You feel. We feel
2: things. I'm surprised I don't have any cancer stuff. Cause I show be feeling. Uh, True I mean, story. I'm like a Cadbury, Cadbury egg. Like I'm hard <laughs> on the outside, but I'm soft on the inside. But only people that know the gangster of the softness is if I love you, or I like you, or if you really know. If you're in, once you mm-hmm. get in, you're in. Right. But then I can seem like I'm raw digging gangster. But what's
4: your rising?
2: So I show. Oh, I have memorized this. All right. I am a son Aries. That's what I was born. Um, My rising, I think, is the Virgo. Okay. Dang, and I forget what the doggone moon is. Mm. God. Well,
4: I will tell you, my rising is Aries. And I only learned that recently. I I can see that. Because you got got love.
2: It's just love. (laughs) Yo, the Aries is the ram, right? (laughs) Don't butt the ram. Don't do that. People think when you try to boss some ram around, we're going to ram you back. Right. Best way, just let us be. Yeah what I sense, I'm just trying to go off of a recollection. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, you don't take, you don't, like, you. no one's going to step to you the wrong way. Um, whether it's addressing your, even just coming right. to your name correctly, saying your name correctly, addressing the title or push over, but that's why I've I've, I've seen that Aryan leader huh, come out, I feel.
4: I, I, I feel, I mean, yes, I'm naturally a leader, um, but, you know, when people say do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Respect, you know, I try to put that energy out so that I yeah. can receive that energy. Yeah, come on. You know, and I'm not going to disrespect myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't expect you to disrespect me because that's not going to be a good look, you know.
2: <laughs> not for neither one of us.
4: <laughs> for nobody. And I'm from Detroit. So, you know, come on, you know, like, let's, you know, so... But going back to organic relationships, really, I think it's about understanding who you are and what your intentions are and what you want out of an actual relationship. Yo, and it's like, you got
2: to get grown enough, I feel. When you meet with somebody, I want to know, what are your intentions? Right. If your intention is to hold my attention, let me know. Right. Do you think it's important, like, say if you start talking to somebody, what are your thoughts? How soon should you ask somebody, what are you looking for? (laughs) Because lucky for you, every time you with somebody, they would look for a dango relationship. But it's so interesting that we shy away from showing up as our authentic self. Yeah. We can't even step into in a situation because we don't even know what we're stepping into because right. we haven't even done the work.
4: Right. I, well, let me correct you. I don't think that either of them were looking for relationships. I think that it's just I, I it's just a natural part of me. I think
2: I am. a What was the term? Uh, the charmer. Well, got I got that mob, that gab. That's uh, that Aries. You know, we go we go swingle you over <laughs> here. show it, swing my way.
4: Well, I try so to I respect women, me. right? I try, mm-hmm. what you know. You try? I, well, not not try. I I respect women. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but what I'm saying is, even if at a time when it's like my intentions are just for a hookup, you know what I'm saying? Like, my intentions are for a hookup, but I'm I'm not gonna do. I don't want to be swarmy in that. Like, I don't want to be like you know, an asshole and, and trying to hook up with you. I'm still going to try to do it in an organic, you know, way. You know, I'm not just trying to mm-hmm. use you, you know. And so I think that, and then when I see equality in somebody else that, like I said, I wasn't trying to be in a relationship. Like I just was, my intention at the time was to hook up. And, but that person and that experience was something I recognized that I needed for me. And it was, it was a different, point of view is different from how I was in my last relationship. It was like, oh, I can be in a respectful relationship. Somebody can actually be kind to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and not, no disrespect to my ex, but like, this is something that I think that I want to explore, you know, and it got messy. And, but ultimately you know, it's like Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. You know, I'm ready. If you, you know, ask me, I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> you know, one of them. You know, ain't
2: nothing like having something that ain't ready. Mm.
4: So, and that's that's part of evolution. You know what I'm saying? It takes time. Yes, and patience. Yes, and communication oh. is key. You know, you
2: please, like just don't yeah. hold your tongue. Because listen, if you hey, you said something earlier on. I don't know if it, I think you were talking about when you talk about therapy about seeing things clear. Uh-huh. And I feel like when you talk about communication, it's uh-huh. key. It is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. Uh-huh. And I think half the time when we think about any type of confusion in relationship is to break down the of communication. Right. You can't see and you can't hear each other properly. Right. Because at some point, even when people decide to break apart, at some point one had to wonder, like, do you love yourself? Because I don't think people give enough time to or even enough respect for themselves. Uh-huh to show up as themselves right. and to speak on behalf of themselves. But <laughs> right. sometimes we get in a situation, I'm like, oh, well, this seems this way. I'm just going to rock with this flow or just do whatever it right. does. And it's like, no, know what you're stepping into. But
4: and, and also when you're in a relationship, you start to learn things about people. You know, like mm, that I, shows up later. I, I am an explorer. I love to travel. I love, like my wife and I, we have, God, thank you, God. We have been blessed to go around the world. Wow. Like we have been to so many places and we're my, our baby is about to turn two next month, but she had a passport when she was four months old. Cause we were before the pandemic hit going to China. Oh my gosh. Of all places. Was it amazing? We were going to go to China and Whoa. we were going to Portugal. We, we didn't make we it. We were like everything happened in China right before, you know, but you know, that's the things that we are explorers and, my past relationship wasn't, wasn't about that. And you're like, I can't, you know, and like that's used. And that's the thing is that you start to learn about people and, and, and what you want, and we support each other differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like we in terms of career. Getting back to career, I was about to
2: ask you that: like, the importance of having a life partner when pursuing your dreams. I mean, it's
4: it's a, a beauty that we both work in this industry and we support each other. But it's even better that like we're both from Detroit.
2: In the same projects together. How dope is that that you get to be in the same project with your, your little, your little thing.
4: Yes, it, it is. It's, you know, it was interesting because we just shot something uh, three weeks ago and it was our first time in 10 years working together Because and it was our first time on camera. And the level of respect that you gain for your, and, you know, that's your partner, but as like, this is my scene partner for that person's craft. You know, like watching her show up and and be amazing on television as Aunt Louie. You know, and whatever role she takes on, you know, or the readings that she does, or the theater gigs that she does. You know, it's like you have to have she a does. true like just be- admiration for your partner, and my partner is dope. You know, <laughs> like she's great, and and we we work on that to get like we she like. We help each other, you know, and wherever there's like a weakness, like we we are there for one another. Um, and I think that's the, I don't know, man, I, I love that. There's a mutual respect for us in a relationship, but a mutual respect for us as artists. And and that is that's a beautiful thing.
3: Oh, my god. Oh, <laughs> organic relationships.
2: You know, I can have you on to talk so much more forever, but we got to transition. Yes, where's next? What's next? I got to switch you over to something. This right here. Oh,
4: Lord. More surprises? Uh,
2: oh, my God! Listen, listen, you don't know what you going to get on the Vitamin D with Dawn Day podcast. Oh, my gosh. Okay. To some, it looks like a box. To others that have vision, you can see it's a chest. Mm-hmm. But here on the Vitamin D dog with Dawn Day podcast, it is called the Vita Chest. In the Vita Chest, there are some terms. Mm. Terms probably related to your field. Not probably. They are related to your field. Okay. And um, I want you to dive into that actor improv. And, okay. And, and splash us with some inspiration and mm. motivation that just come to you with these words. Okay. And I want you to use like three of them. Okay. All right. So let's okay. start with the first one. So close your eyes. He you can't tell. They're folded anyway, but...
4: Ah, let's let me, go with it. Let's go with it. Put your
2: hand in there and pull one out.
4: Okay. Uh, uh, same, Bam, let's do that one Alright
2: What's the word?
4: Of course, soulmate <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk
2: about alignment? I can't make it up It's vitamin D ah, with dogs,
4: eh? Soulmate, I mean, there you have it Yes, I honestly feel I'm with my soulmate So give
2: us something inspirational with soulmate Not necessarily applying to you What does mm-hmm. soulmate mean? Maybe you want to break down soul and may mm. or the feeling, but give us an inspirational moment there.
3: Oh man.
4: What is soul, right? Soul is a relation. Soul is the vibration. As you were talking about, it's the energy, it's your chakras, it's an alignment, it is, it's your life force. Soul is your life force. It's what gets you up in the morning and gets you grooving and, hey, give you that energy and that vibe for the day, right? Whether it's up or down or all the way around, it is your soul. Soul. It's your soul, baby. You know what I'm saying? Soul glow. Let your soul glow. You know?
3: Soul glow. Soul
4: glow. Um, but it's that, it's your engine, it's your rev, you know what I'm saying? And, and mate, your mate is your friend. Mm. It's your lover. It can be your lover or it can just be a confidant. It can just be somebody who is, it can be a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be anybody that you need to help you along in that particular season of your life or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, and then when you connect it and you have that 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 energy that makes you go, hey, and it's with your mate. Oh, my gosh. Good God almighty. And that may ne- not necessarily be your wife or your husband or your partner. You know, you. It, I think a soulmate actually comes in many different forms. Um, you know, I th- like I said, it's that thing that gives you that energy and that spark. And that could come from something else. But it has to... And I don't know. There's just an alignment there.
2: Alignment. And we know it's real because. Yeah. <laughs> you're just talking about your soulmate.
4: I was just talking about the my soulmate. The first word you yeah. picked up was
2: soulmate. Yeah. Listen, there are several cards, names, terms in here. I'm just saying. If you don't Damn. believe it, you better catch it. And if
4: you don't believe it, just go do San Pedro Ayahuasca. <laughs> oh, wait, I gotta you got to take that out. Yes. Oh, oh,
2: duh. Oh, okay. Messing we'll if you pick it up I'm again. Messing then, up. Right, I, got it, I got it. Okay, my
4: bad. All right, here we go
2: he's
4: digging
2: he's digging in there here we go here we go what's next fashion Oh, we forgot this because you be on the grand stunt. those shoes like your shoe game is ridiculous thank you thank you yes fashion um yes
4: fashion is expression that's what it is to me it is it's another art form I I just it's it's wearable art you know Hey, the Met Gala was the other day, and one of my dreams and goals, and it will manifest, is to be at the Met Gala one day. Um, but I have such a respect for the craftsmanship. Uh, I love all art, whether it's culinary, martial art, you know, visual art, acting, whatever, theater, you dance, music. I really appreciate art, and fashion is just it is expression all over your body you get to really be whoever you get to show up as whoever you really want hello somebody and when we talk about being authentic there's fantasy i let's let's not forget about you can be authentic but you can also live in fantasy like you can really go and i've lived in some of the like new york i've lived in london and paris i've gone to paris and florence and italy like i'm telling you Fashion is the bee's knees. Like, mm-hmm. you can show up. There's like a rock side to myself. There is, I mean, I've got all different types of sides to myself that you would never even know. And fashion helps me express all of that. So that's why I got a pretty expansive shoe game, you know. Okay.
3: okay.
4: Yeah, Yeah. so that's all that. Right. I, love, I love one. fashion. <laughs>
3: What's next? It's
2: the it's fashion. One last to go why am I closing my eyes like I'm picking it up here we go oh jeez oh my gosh what is it
4: (laughs) patience Mm. dang this is a good one this is what I needed damn darn sorry dawn (laughs) dawn There's, it's everything is in all it, everything is in alignment it's it's incredible that I received this because patience has always been I'm ambitious and I want things when I want them and I go after things and we talk about being doers and dreamers and and executors you know and but what we don't often associate or talk about is, the patience you have to have for it to cook Mm. and for it to manifest for it. It may not show up the way that you envision it right when you want it, you know? Um, And that's that's just kind of, that's the society we live in. We want instant gratification. I got this dream. I want it right now. And I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to get it. And you'll get it, but it may not be in the time that you expect it to. And patience has always been a thing that is just... Ah, and I'm in a I'm in a period right now where I'm I am I've been so blessed to do the amazing work that I have been able to do. And I'm on the precipice of doing some some new things and some new breakthroughs. And and sometimes I can get frustrated because they are just not happening as quickly as I want them to, no matter how much work and patience. Boy, has it's like It's happening. You just got to slow down and nothing better than to to have the pandemic, which, you know, as unfortunate as it has been, but you have that. And then you also have a daughter at the same time. And you talk about patience, like having patience with a two-year-old right now is (laughs) paramount. It is, woo, geez, Louise. But what I'm learning from it is Yes, I need the time to slow down and, and just be present. Patience, we should just say, is presence. That's what it is. It's just being present and being grateful in this particular moment and and letting the thing cook. You mm-hmm. know, you know, you put the thing in the oven, it's got to cook. You got to wait 45 minutes for it Man. to be great.
2: You know, people look at that great big old oak tree. Yeah. How do you think that oak tree grew up? Hey, catch Damn. it. Let me rewind. That was one of the greatest thing I got from uh, Cass Tech. You heard about the old owl. The what? The wise, that That was a slur for your nerve. <laughs> the wise old owl that oh, sat on the oak. Enlightened. The more he heard, the less he spoke. Mm. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Mm. Why can't I be like that wise old bird? I thought, maybe that was only in that one class. I got that from CT. But anyway, patience. I received that. You know, my vision board, I have one there, take your time because I'm always moving so fast, going after the grind. Slow, slow it mm-hmm. down.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, So uh, that's the divided chest.
4: I mean, there's the divided chest. You said it
2: was in alignment with everything, like soulmate, fashion,
4: patience, all of it. I mean, uh, one of the shows I'm producing right now is is, (laughs) one of the one of the shows I'm producing right now (laughs) It's all about fashion and and connectivity. Um, Really?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, can I talk? I don't know. Can I talk about that? I mean, you better talk about whatever because that's what I'm about to ask you. In fact, that's what's right on the call. What's next? Here we go. You 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 looking at my call? It's like, no, go ahead. What? Tell me what this.
4: Yeah, yeah. so I created a show called AMNTS, uh, which is an acronym for a mile in these shoes. Um, and mm-hmm. so essentially what I'm doing is I'm taking my passion for shoes um, and using that as like, let's say comedians in cars meets uh, humans in New York. So we connect on the shoe tip, right? But then we go even further and do our sole, S-O-L-E, explorations where we find out what it took for you to actually what it's like to walk a mile in your shoes. What is that like? You know? And so we've, uh, we shot seven episodes so far and um, we, uh, and it was over the span of what we had, uh, first responders, we've had entertainers, of course. We've had Native American activists. And there's all types of shoes. And I want to set the record straight. I'm not a sneaker ad. I got an awesome collection of sneakers, but... Well, what do you call I yourself? Because you got tons of shoes, I brother. got tons of shoes, but like boots and, oh, yeah. and like Variety. my my wingtips and like one of my favorite pair of shoes. And we one of the episodes we highlight... Um, uh, I got this pair of shoes in Florence, uh, an Italian pair of blue monk straps, and um, they were uh, from Stefano Bromere, which is the place where Daniel Day-Lewis learned how to cobble. So, Who's that? Okay. The, okay, so Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the the, the greatest actors of our time. Okay. Um, did you see Lincoln? He played Lincoln. Okay. Uh, Don't do it. Just stop. Just stop. My left foot. Mm, okay, okay, okay. A,
2: ah! all right. So, major anyway, moment, major
4: moment. Yes. Yeah, so it was, it was like, Daniel D. Lewis is one of those actors who, like, he takes the role on and learns every single thing. And there was a period where he wanted to learn how to cobble, you know? And this was the store that he learned where he had his apprenticeship. Um, and so it was just like, oh my gosh, the the alignment there, you know? Wow. And, and so I just, I love the story of shoes and I love people. I just really love what it takes to walk a mile in people's shoes, right? And, and because not everybody has the same story. And like two of the people, and I started it just in my own friend circle, two of the people have names that I didn't even know were, weren't their actual birth names, mm. you know? And you're like, and so that's what the whole point of the show is about is connecting. And so ultimately it's a travel show. So we'll travel all over the world and we'll learn about different people and their experiences, um, you know, just walking in his shoes. So that's and it's that's called that. what again? AMNTS, a mile, a mile in these shoes.
2: A mile in these shoes. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now and put it out there. If you want to um turn this into a podcast, holla at your girl. When you, girl. We can talk. How you know that uh, we was dancing. i mean, I the, was saying, it's down with the inspiration. That's part of the plan, right? Because the vision is there. But it's so interesting. Just really, just to piggyback off, when we talk about alignment. Mm-hmm. Down to Miss Mack and the voicemail messages mm-hmm. talking about the whole acting. Even me just saying, I haven't... Brother, last time I saw you probably was about five, six years ago. Probably. And I think I saw you guys, you, you and your wife had a, a pop-up with a, a photo taking your uh, portraits. It was okay. an, an Endeavor. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years ago, then we pop-up again, but I'm just saying how out of everything I was... I mentioned, I didn't just say fashion, I said shoes. Yes. I didn't say shirts, I didn't say pants, I said shoes.
3: shoes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fashion comes up. Then I'll, a mile in the, those shoes. In these shoes. shoes. A
4: mile in these shoes.
2: What in the alignment is going on? Yeah, yeah, man. This is
4: this is a great space. The energy that you
2: set. You set I this. I received it because I decided to show up, but you did too. That's yes. why we're here. Yeah, yeah man. So, um, I was just on uh, social media. Did you, what? you what? disappear?
4: <sighs> no, we, I...
2: Jeremiah, we like...
4: what. Uh, so currently I am in being hacked. Uh, Um, someone hacked into my Facebook account and, um, my whole Facebook account is deleted. Um, and, and I guess it happened while I was sleeping. And so I missed the opportunity to put like the code in. So when I woke up, you know, and then like they text you all these authentication codes, I missed that window and they, my whole Facebook account is shut down. Um, and so, and now there's something going on with the Instagram as well. Because they're connected. Because they're connected. And so, I know, I'm like, I'm having, I knew I was coming on here today. I'm like freaking out, like, What? Damn! I'm like, you know, it's out of my control. What do you want all me to right, do? Like, somebody, do? what am I going to do? Like, there's way more crazier problems happening in the world. So. It, you think you're going
2: to get it back? You should, yeah, you should. I mean, I should. It's supposed to happen. supposed to happen. It was supposed, look, So, if you could give a shout out, what was the social media for people to check out? It was out? at
4: Call Me J Mallory.
2: Call.
4: Call Me like J Mallory. all of that. Yeah. All of that.
2: And you got some websites you want to uh, plug?
4: Yes, I would. Ju- I generally uh, just want to plug my company's website, Moonchild Creative. Um, yeah, as Dawn said, we're a production company. My wife and I are production company here in L.A., where our whole goal and mission is to just tell a new narrative, you know, specifically with BIPOC, you know, with Black people of color and indigenous people of color, like changing the narrative. Even if we're going to reach in the past, what are some new explorations that we can see? You know, I'm always watching TV like, Oh, it's five shows on with black people, and four of them got drugs, and then this, you know, and then or trauma. And you don't realize how much trauma we as black people have to go through, black actors have to go through in retelling mm-hmm. these stories, you know. Um, and and so I'm like, we're so much more diverse than yes, that. We are so much more, you know, and and you know, shout out to each of those stories because they are needed. There's a purpose, but when most of them are all the same, ranging from the 60s. You know, I looked, I was like, you got Godfather Harlem, which I love. You know, you've got um, BMF about to come out, you know, mm-hmm. Detroit, what even thought, Snowfall. Yeah. you got all of 50s, you know, Raising Canaan and Power Series. And I'm like, anytime you see black people in media or black, young black men specifically in media, Young black men, specifically in the media, it's got something to do with drugs or incarceration, or you got the Underground Railroad, you got underground, and you got you know, and and you know, just trauma, traumatic situations. You know, where's the lightness? You know, where 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 is that? Where is, I mean, and yes, you have beautiful comedies, and you've got Ava doing amazing things with Queen Sugar. So I want to give respect mm-hmm. to everyone, and these are necessary stories, but I think there's still opportunity for. Diverse storytelling of who we are um, across the board. And so that's the kind of material that we are creating at Moonchild. So Moonchild Creative, C R E A T V.com.
2: Okay. And you better plug your personal website.
4: And com. And because
2: I'm feeling like I got love all over me, I actually <laughs> got it on me. Tell me what I'm wearing.
4: So you are wearing a brand called Detroit Kids. Um, it's by two of my. Cast Tech homies um, Isaiah Sick, Isaiah Tate and Cat Peoples. Um, they created this brand because, like, when you hit me up and asked me to be on here, you was like, "Yo, we just some Detroit kids who out here in in LA and Hollywood Line, doing the thing." And I was like, "Well, let me tell you about this brand called Detroit Kids." And so I'm supporting my my people and bringing it back, man. So yeah. here we go. I
2: show up for my city. Hey, hey. Um, anything else that I could have missed that you want the people to know?
4: Uh, man it's just amazing work going on out here um, I'm happy I'm happy and there's something major and I'll tell you after this that's happening I'm about to add another title to, <laughs> to, to, to you know father husband actor produce like there's another nice title about to happen
3: Ooh, when, as soon
4: as I get, get home so um, yeah just life is good have patience seek help, seek therapy, um, healthy therapy. Um, And, oh, and I love Donda. I don't know. I
3: don't know
4: who's got look. I'm just going to say on the record here, iHeartMedia, I love Donda. I know all the critics have, you know, but it was a really spiritual experience. it? It, it, For me, it was. I I have a strong connection to Kanye overall, but like, even with... (laughs) The craziness, the music, he still continues to elevate and push the bounds of music, you know, the and composition,
2: the production, the production of
3: it.
4: Yeah. I mean, you, look, in an ideal world, Drake would write lyrics and and Kanye would produce and then they, there would be a nice little mashup there, as Charlemagne the God said, right? But I still think that if you think about Beethoven or if you think about um, Chopin, like they it's. Lyrics are one thing, and most times you got a lot of ghostwriters and stuff like that. But what I was in tune with in this particular album was just the composition and the, the advancement in, in music. He's taking these sonic sounds and and hip-hop beats and com- combining them with gospel. And you and I mean, I was having like, oh, geez. And I'm like, this. listen to the album all the time. Like, Duh. listen to it on the way here. Oh, oh, oh.
2: Calvin and I were in a car. I, I didn't realize that it was up yet. And I think I got to like three tracks. I didn't... I haven't... Li- That's why I like, can't even give oh, what I need man. to give. I just,
4: I just wanted to like, you know... I just, I just,
2: yeah. So you said what you had to say for the people. You know what I'm Jay saying? Jay Mallory McCree said, check it out. So <laughs> I might want to check it out. Um, but I want to thank you for coming on.
4: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah. And I want to thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you got some good stuff. But more importantly, uh, overall, any everything, that you understand the importance of being authentic and showing up as yourself. Um, understanding that your gift is in you and all it requires is you to perform because faith without works is dead and the best way to perform is to be who you are and that's what jamal was talking about that's what jay mallory was talking about and you know it's a sense of also understanding even as we got to the vita chest and understanding your soul mate because this whole conversation was about connection connection to your dreams Connection to the fight for your dreams We even had to understand the connection with yourself And how important therapy is That's what getting to the soul and the heart of the matter And see even when you talk about mate Mate puts that connection onto it right Because you can't just mate with yourself You need something or someone else to, to join forces And understanding how you're joining forces to yourself Joins forces with your dreams Joins forces with your further relationships But then also joins forces of you living your best life and and the thing I love about it is even when Jamal was talking about his whole love and passion for fashion, he knew but a little flavor. It's a way that you express yourself. It's a way that you introduce yourself to the world before opening your mouth. And the thing is, is that you can be as creative as you want. You can choose to live your best life how you would like to live your best life and understanding when you step up in your fashion that it may not look like anyone else's story. And that's why it's pretty dope that he's uh, coming out with this whole uh, sh- uh, show, a mile in these shoes. Cause when was the last time you asked somebody how they got there in their shoes? Not from your perspective, but from theirs. And understanding that there's something that you can learn from it. But the key I think of all that I got and I hope that you receive along with me in authentic is understanding patience. Because I think we can give ourselves a little bit more patience with ourselves, right? We can all be a little bit more patient. Understanding that the grace is needed. Understanding that we may want things right now, but there's no better time than the right time. Because if you get it too fast, you're going to lose it. It's like taking some food out the oven without a mitt on. It's too hot, you're going to burn. You're going to miss the flavor. If you try to take it out before it's done, it's going to make you sick. So be on time. And the best way to be on time is to just show up and be in the now. Michael Jackson said it best This is it Here I stand Where do you stand in your life? What do you want For your life? This brother just told you What he was able to do Now on the break We were just talking about How we both had lost our mothers I always tell the story How I lost my mother When I was 25 He lost his mother His senior year of college I I look at the fact That I was 25 Five more years Of communication with my mother And that's a whole... When I look at 25-year-old Dawn, I look at 20, 21-year-old Dawn, that's a different woman. That's a different young lady. And you realize that in life, you can't control the cards that you're dealt. But you can dictate how you're going to play your hand. So what's your next move? What is your next move for your best life? Huh? What you going to do? Because what do you want? And like I said, Eric Thomas, who's also from Detroit... You got to want your dreams as bad as you want to breathe. You got to want your best life as bad as you want to breathe. You got to make a choice for your life while you still can breathe. (sighs) Catch it. Now listen here. You know some folks that uh, could possibly be on the show to tell their story? I want you to encourage them and tell them to email me, vitamin D, at dawndayspeaks.com. Also, if you know somebody that might need some advice on their life, relationships, love, career, dreams, I don't know, somebody getting on your nerves, email me, vitamin D, at dawndayspeaks.com. Now, I tell people all the time, when you do email, understand that you will keep it real. Because when we talk about vitamin D, we're shedding the light on the good and the bad. Okay? Or the good and not so good. I'm going to keep it real because if you want to be better and you want to do better, you have to be able to see better. Okay? And also, you know we're on YouTube, right? Check it out, at Dawn Day Speaks. And while you're checking that out, if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody to tell somebody, to tell somebody else to check out the Vitamin D Dawn with Dawn Day podcast, available wherever you get your favorite podcast. iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, wherever, however, whenever, whatever's clever. And then also, I want to encourage you, in the meantime, if you're not on YouTube, if you're not following me um, on all the several TV shows, just follow me on social media, at Dawn Day Speaks, okay? You can even DM me if you have a quick question, or you need some quick advice. I'm here for you, and I got you, okay? I appreciate you. You know I'm in the business of making dreams come true, and I damn sure ain't going to forget about mine. So until next time, always remember, you are your greatest asset.
3: Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about